0: Take me back to the gold. Oh, take me back want to go. the gold.21 gigawatts! One point twenty-one gigawatts! What the hell is a gigawatt?
1: Back to the 80s radio, I am Toscano from Toscano and Chang. Hoping you had a great week so far. You know, we're getting close to 2022, and of course, we can't do the show without the man who is only a legend and a myth in his Ooh. own mind. A man yes, that's right. who has had more fights with glam metal frontmen than their own oh, bands yes. did with themselves. He has been yes. seen late at night trying to find a phone booth just to call 976 yep. numbers. But to yes. us here at Back to the 80s Radio, we
2: call him the Chang. Hello, everybody in Radio Land. My good partner right here, the greatest Italian I've ever known. Since I opened my first can of Chef Boyardee, and automatically I thought that the Italian people were great cooks, better cooks than my my parents. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about
1: dance music of the '80s. So what I want to do first of all is give a shout out to everybody, starting with the Chang, of course, but giving a shout out to all the people who are helping us reach our listener, Mark, from around the world, places like the U.S., of course, here in our own home country. Thank you, every single one of you that are listening to Back to the 80s Radio. Thank you to the U.K., Germany, Australia, Mexico, the Republic of Moldova, by the way. They're having Back to the 80s Radio climb the charts. And of course, we can't forget about Canada and everywhere else that you guys listen to us.
2: We cannot say thank you enough. We love all of you. That's right. And if anybody out there in uh, the United States still thinks they want to leave the country because Joe Biden got elected, take us with you. We're listened to in Canada. (laughs) Today, we have an amazing show because we have in the studio from the original expose,
1: the ever lovely, the beautiful and talented Laurie Miller. Laurie will be with us later on in the show. So stick around. Stay with us as we talk about dance music of the 80s here on the one and only Back to the 80s Radio.
0: You're listening to Back to the 80s.
1: Welcome, 80s fans. I have been expecting you. You no longer need to listen to any other podcast. You want the 80s, don't you? The longing for it is swelling in you now. Feel the memories coming to you and listen to back to the eighties. Give in to nostalgia. With each passing moment you make yourself more of a 80s fan.
2: It is unavoidable. It is your destiny. Don't know
0: the power of Back to the 80s. You,
1: like your childhood, are now mine.
0: <laughs> we never stop. Never stop. Not even when it hurts.
1: Didn't hurt. Didn't hurt.
0: Didn't hurt. <laughs> non stop. Non stop. Unforgettable memories from the 80s. Back, back to the 80s. <laughs>
2: welcome back to back to the 80s Toscano and chang right here at the driver's seat and we are taking you into the 80s tonight we are going to talk about dance music now i'm going to let my partner my comrade uh my 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 buddy take the lead because uh if you know who i am and you've seen what i look like you know that the chang was not a cha-cha boy Back in the 80s Now I'll tell you a little The deepest I went back into cha-cha music Back in the 80s was some of our Montebello high school parties Or uh, if I went to Hollywood With my buddies they used to like to go to Florentine Garden Yes Your buddies must have been Power 106 listeners my buddies were a bunch of wusses because they would just like get their barbershop uh short sleeve shirts and roll them up and iron That's them. That's right. They go I forgot over about there. that. And that was the very first time that I had a Long Island iced tea. Oh, and uh, and they have stuck thought, with you ever since. Man, this drink replicates this evening. Penny loafers and weak-ass drinks like so, this. Needless to say, You stuck around and uh, you loved it. Now, the only reason uh, I did stick around uh, at any of those type venues, and that was probably the only one. Now, the only reason I would stick around at any of these dance uh, gigs that I went to with my homies was because I got very lucky with the ladies because I had long, flowing, beautiful, long hair. And I often didn't like to wear a shirt underneath my leather jacket.
0: Well,
1: you know, here on the show on Back to the 80s Radio, we've talked about many different genres of music. The only one that we haven't touched on yet is, of course, dance music. and Oh, and hip-hop. And and hip-hop. But we are going to. So those of you who loved and continue to love hip-hop music from the 80s, stick around because there's a lot more on Back to the 80s. But the 80s saw the emergence Of electronic dance music and, you know, new wave and also as, as of course, modern rock. But you got to remember that as disco fell out of fashion in the decades early years, genres such as post disco, the Italo disco, which is the Italian disco, Euro disco, they all became more popular. Now, the 1980s are commonly remembered for an increase of digital recordings. The '80s, among being great with music, I kind of do blame them for the fall of bands using analog instruments, or you know, the guitar, the the drums, the bass—actual instruments—without being in a little box, and then you tapping on a button and it plays right. everything for you, right? Yeah,
2: but the it, '80s, it, a similar form like synthesized rock, right? It, it cheapens the music,
1: right? Well but nevertheless it's still music right for right, maybe for a different different group of people that maybe we weren't into so much in those days also during the 80s several major electronic genres were developed including of course electro techno mm-hmm. remember techno mm-hmm. and remember house music oh, man, yeah. freestyle oh, yeah. and eurodance I, I mean it was all oh, yeah. rising in popularity during especially oh, during yes. the 90s and then way beyond and then oh, i don't yeah. know what happened but an interesting fun fact for you guys. In 2010, a survey conducted by the digital broadcaster Music Choice, they polled over 11,000 European participants, and they revealed that the 1980s was the most favored tune decade of the last 40 years. Wow. So I thought that That's was... Heavy the, it's, That's heavy duty. It is. it is heavy duty. And in the latter half of the 80s, then you get teen pop, Right. You get that first wave with bands like, of course, uh, New Edition. You got groups like New Kids on the Block and individual artists like, of course, Boy George, which was from way before that, Laura Branigan.
2: Well,
1: Even the well, let's Bengals. not forget
2: Lisa Lisa.
1: No, Lisa Lisa. Paul Abdul. Paul Abdul, Stacey Q, Tiffany, mm-hmm. Debbie Gibson, and of course, Expose. The top 10 of the 80s dance hits included bands such as, believe it or not, the B-52s with Love Shack. I never imagined that people were dancing to the
2: Love Shack because I hated that song to death when I was a teen. Oh, yeah. People dance to that like crazy. That and, and the the group Madness, the uh, madness of back house. in 1979 Yep. and one step beyond. I remember getting cranked at some of these backyard parties that were dance parties when I was going to high school. Uh, I don't know if you are, are familiar with Lisa Lisa and Paul Abdul and the cold jam. Yeah. But I have to attribute the craze and the movement as strong as it became probably rests upon the shoulders of Prince. Uh, Because I think uh, not only was Prince a badass rock and roll guitar player, a a phenomenal guitar player, a great writer, a man of many faces in music. But uh, he kind of started that sounding off of the dance craze where he made it look uh, sexy for guys to be a little bit more feminine in the way they dressed. To wear blouses. Or the way that they moved (laughs) to wear blouses. Dude was hot. Uh, then you have bands that I, he started off the time, Apollonia, uh, a- a- Abalonia, uh, Paula Abdul. I mean, Mrs. Chang resembled Paula Abdul. The first time I saw Mrs. Chang, I had to bet my buddy 20 bucks. You should know. You should they, uh, show a Facebook picture of your wife when she was younger so and then put it next to Paula Abdul. You know what? I will do that. I will try to do that tonight. I'll have to get my wife drunk to find some pictures. <laughs> They were including there were some bands
1: that I never considered dance music, but they come like out cool. on this list. And I want to share a few of those with you. Yeah, lay it th- on me. Let me see if I agree with you. There's some that I do consider dance music, of course. And there's some that I didn't and, or or music that you could groove to. Definitely. Let me shoot a few of them out there for you. Earth, Wind and Fire with Let's Groove, of course. Right. Uh, they're 70s, so, though. Right. I, I, right. I the but vibe that they
2: create. Yeah.
1: Let's Groove is an 80s song. Yeah. So then you get bands like Cool and the Gang with Celebration. And then you have, of course, individual artists that I didn't really consider to be dance music, although people loved to, loved to dance to it. For example, Cyndi Lauper with J- Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Ah, uh, what a ridiculous song, but it was a fun video. <laughs> um Lips Incorporated <laughs> with Funky Town that came out as number one. Oh, yeah. That although yeah. was a 79 song. I believe, was released in 80, well, the end of 79 and 80. So you can say the same about the Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, technically you can dance to any song, any music you can dance. That doesn't make it, we're talking about the dance genre. So I don't really agree with the the whole list that they
2: made up here. Some I do. For example, Push It from Salt and Peppa. Oh yes, so I was going to mention salt and pepper. I bet you didn't even know I knew who they were. I was going to mention them. No, I thought you just knew that they were condiments. No, I just knew that they were hot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would say that when you were maybe the early, let's say eighty to eighty-three, let's say, and you were going just to accompany your friends to Florentine Gardens, when you had songs right. coming up from Stacy Q like Two of Hearts. This is the one and only Back to the Eighties Radio. And this is Don Quixote from (laughs) Magazine 60 on the one and only Back to the 80s Radio on K-Hits 92.5. Ever wish you could go back to the 80s with the crazy clothes and those wacky hairdos? Well, let Toscano and Chang transport you
0: back in time, back to the '80s. I'm too sexy for my love, too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave
2: me, to leave me. I'm too sexy for his song. These two cats, I mean, these guys, man, they—these guys were buffed out, bald-headed dudes. These guys look like bouncers at a at, a, at an event that was a trippy video i gotta hand it to you it was weird you know, because you look at these two guys and you think these guys would beat the hell out of you but they would probably just cuddle you and hug you and <laughs> yeah they would be like i just want to spoon with you you know they, they would put your hair over their head as they cuddle with you that would be great you know what i mean because i would have to put uh, my special shampoo and conditioner on when it makes me smell like root beer you are listening to back to the 80s radio if you just joined us we are talking about dance
1: music in the 80s, but we have a very special surprise for you. Coming up, we have Laurie Miller from the original mm-hmm. Exposé. And uh, so I'm not going to give she was gore- away gorgeous. too much. She was gorgeous. Absolutely. So we're not going to give away too much. In the meantime, Cheng, there was so much dance music going on in the 80s. <laughs> How about Kenny Loggins with Footloose? He was on this, or he is on this list that I was reading. Ah. I can't. No, I just bro. can't consider no, him. I, uh, it's not dance,
2: not dance. You can dance no, to I, it, but it's not dance genre. You know, you could put that in the Tom Cruise uh, uh, kind of category. Uh, you remember with uh, Risky Business, kind of something like that. That's a Tom Cruise movie. Now I've got an artist for you, a band, and let me let me know if you agree that this is somewhat kind of the dance craze, Men Without Hats. We could dance if we want to. The video for "Safety Dance" from Men Without Hats was a creepy video.
1: You got to admit, it, it was like a in the Renaissance era era, but it was also like an affair. Just weird characters, scary, everywhere. scary. It was, characters.
2: A, it was a scary video. It was, especially when the little person came on, You're like, <laughs> well, I don't know, I don't trust that little <laughs> midget there. He's doing some kind of crazy things there. And the guy with long hair, I was like, I thought that was the guy from the In Excess when that video came out. That shows you what I knew back then. My mind was in the metal and my metal was on the mind.
1: What about Rick James with Super Freak? Do Would you consider that
2: oh, dance? I would consider that dance all the way kind of a funkadelic, uh, just like uh, George Clinton, kind of that funkadelic. Uh, spring that they they brought into dance music I would yeah I would totally say I would put him in there that's why like uh, like I brought up Prince I think Prince started off he started off the band Abalonia, uh and her group and then we have the great expose now the funny thing is I uh, met one of the gals from expose who was a sister of uh, my former brother-in-law's uh, homie from Santa Fe Springs. Cantaranas, orle, homie. That's right. We're from barrio. And uh, I went to a party, and I had met her. I think the band was just kicking off, but everybody was into the dance uh, dance craze. Right. And I remember I I, uh, I made a comment. I thought, man, Expose has got to be the hottest three women I've ever seen in any musical band, rock or not rock. Right, right. <laughs> and then she looked at me, and... She stared and gazed into my eyes and said, I love your hair. Here, could you get me a refill? And then she walked away and never came back. That sounds about right. That's my story. It sounds about right. What do you think about that? (laughs) Thank you. There are bands that are
1: in this list which are also not really the dance genre. However, they made it big in the dance genre list.
2: One of those is Soft Cell (laughs) with Tainted Love. Uh, was, uh, actually, the band Soft Cell. yes, I did hate, whether they were, were uh, <laughs> dance or not. Then you had uh, Mars, uh, that's ah. M-A-R-R-S, with Pump Up the Volume,
1: followed by Tektronic with Pump Up the Jam. Now, you got to admit, that was
2: a very popular dance song back then. Still oh, is. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. You didn't think I knew that. Come on. Mrs. Chang, oh, she loved the dance music. That was one of her complaints, though she goes i fell in love with a bad boy and yes everybody i am a bad boy but uh, i didn't dance and i told her that you know on one of the first occasions that we started talking hey look i don't dance what you see is what you get i'm a rocker i'll get in the pit i'll slam somebody have a good time i drink whiskey straight i like to check out chicks i like to party oh and every now and then, I I like to get in a good brawl. So if you want to go to a dance club, you better go out with one of my uh, other buddies uh, who suffer from wussyitis. Wussyitis. I've got a band right here for you. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Oh, would you consider them part of that dance crate back in the day when 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 uh, people would start dancing?
0: Now.
2: now that I I like when he did that. Really? I thought, wow, this guy could sing. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's a surprise. And then when the song started, I go, oh, my God, this song sucks. Now, do you have the the Relax, Don't Do It shirt really tight that you wear sometimes? No, I, no, no. But I did make underwear out of it. Mm. And, yeah, uh, let's I not do talk about that. I do wear it periodically. You remember the Gap Band? Of course. I mean, dude, remember the Gap Band? I mean, they, I think they're one band that came in from the, ni- the 70s, the late 70s, and I think... To me, that's the band that captivated the sound of the 80s dance craze, you know, because they came out kind of like with that old school where you could picture an old cholo and an old chola busting out on dance moves. But they came out with the remember the rhinestones on their cowboy hats and their fluorescence. And the Gap Band got
1: everybody to dance. It doesn't matter what culture. It doesn't matter what uh, ethnicity you were. It made you get up and dance. Just like Stacy Q, remember Stacy Q? Oh yeah, who can forget with Two of Hearts? And it was Stacy Q and oh, yeah, also dude. Shannon. Remember that? Let the music play. Uh, Tina Marie, she passed away. Yeah, very sad. And also, very very sad. And and even you know one that is still around today, still you know becoming a mom in her fifties, is Janet Jackson. Oh, she's freaking killer too.
2: Oof. Good lord, <laughs> sexy as hell.
1: Hold on a second. I think we have a phone call. Let's see. Who can this? Lane one here. We have a phone call. Uh, ba- back to the 80s radio. Who is this?
0: Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas to you boys. I've been watching on my camera to see if you boys have been good or naughty. That said, I have a swig of some Sailor Jerry because I've got the elves working double time. Because today's kids are a bunch of pansy-ass wussies who only play with electronical devices. Nobody plays with a Hasbro G.I. Joe. Nobody's asking for a Barbie, and if they are, she needs to be pregnant. Oh, ho, 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 ho.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Santa.
0: Glory there. We'll
1: have to. We'll have to uh, I don't
0: wanna talk to you and that other non Nimrod, he's a bad boy. I wanna talk to Laurie.
1: Okay. Let me put you on hold while we get Laurie Miller from Expose here. I'm back to the eighty.
0: I'll wait. Don't worry. I've got some mistletoe to smoke.
1: This is Back to the 80s Radio, and as promised, today we have on the show, that's right, we have Laurie Miller from the original group, Expose, that by the way, Lori, I hadn't the slightest idea was formed in 84, but it was formed in Miami, in Florida, your home state.
3: Yeah, yeah, we're all three of us were out of Miami, and, and the, the record label too, Pantera Records, that it first started on is right downtown Miami.
1: I can't thank you enough for being on the show with us. Lori is known in the industry as one of the original members and creators of the pop hit, you guessed it, Exposé, and their debut album, Exposure, is documented in the Rolling Stone Rock and Roll Hall of Fame history book for having more top 10 hits than the Beatles or the Supremes had on their debut album. Now, that's a shocker for me. Talk to us a little bit about that. that. How does that make you feel?
3: It was great. It was just, I mean, the whole thing was such a ride and, you know, back then you're just, you're on it. So it it almost like seems like even more now to look back on that and to realize that you were part of such a great era of music when it was so much family between all the groups that came out of Miami. Miami was really happening at that time with freestyle music. I don't even think it was dub freestyle quite yet. I mean, I guess it was when we were in it, but I think it started with Shannon and then moved on from there. You probably know more than I do about that. (laughs) Incredible to be part of a hit record, like Point No Return, where you would walk into the club and have sort of an outer body experience when we would just go to visit and they would put that song on and people would just arms up in the air and go nuts. We had a lot less to worry about then.
1: In spite of all the challenges that that was going on in the 80s and a lot of craziness as well as every era, but it was a lot more simpler time, a lot more... um, yeah, a lot more fun. The uh,
3: economy was great. Everybody was into going out and dancing. We weren't afraid. We were, you know, everybody was just having a good time.
1: Now, how does that make you feel? That today, twenty twenty one, getting close, almost there at the border with twenty twenty two. Tons of stations are still playing your songs. Recently, we started playing it on K Hits ninety two five. We started playing Point in a Return, and that's when um, which version. Well, there's two. The original.
3: (laughs) Want to know the story behind that? Absolutely. So Allie was Lewis's girlfriend, our producer, Louis Martinet, at the time. And so she was in the studio just hanging out with him. I was actually going to do my own solo thing. And I was originally brought in. I'm probably jumping ahead. You probably have questions for me. But I was originally be the choreographer and the stylist for the group because I was definitely wanting to do my own thing. And I was in a top 40 band called Ecstasy. So Sandra was scouted by one of the wives of one of the guys in my band, um, Alex Villalobos. Rosa saw her at a club on the Hollywood beach and Sandra was supposed to come in and sing Point in a Return, but she never showed up. And Ally did the scratch vocal and everybody loved it, including me so much that she was pushing back the whole time. She didn't want to be in the group and she didn't. But I immediately fell in love with Ali and felt very protective because she was very innocent to that whole world. She really was a very studious, uh, intellectual type of girl, you know, beautiful, gorgeous girl with that beautiful bell-tone soprano voice. And so she sort of just got cajoled into it. And we ended up just being this great trio. So it wasn't really supposed to be Allie, but it ended up being her. And it, it was such a great version. I just love it. She hates it, but she thinks she sounds real nasal. Of course, you know how we are.
1: Let me backtrack a little bit with you, okay. and let's go back to before you started being famous. <laughs> who who was Lori Miller at that time?
3: Well, I came from a family of very theatrical people. My mom is an actress and a singer and a dancer, and she was a producer and a director, and she did a lot of theater. And I remember going to watch my mom star in all these musicals in little, you know, smaller, like, uh, equity, be equity. Can even say equity eligible type theaters? Sure. And think to myself because I was a pretty quiet, tomboy girl, artistic, very artistic and musical. But I would think, I don't know how, how can she get up there in front of all those people? And then when I finally she put me in my first show, which was Sweet Charity, and I got to play a character, it was like I got it. You know, like this is what I want to do because I got to be somebody else, which gives you that freedom to be really big or really, or whatever the character yeah, calls. Me. Yeah. And I was always into music. My my mom used to be in a group with four singers and I, there's pictures of me just standing by the piano, like staring at the keys and just so fascinated by music always. And I grew up in that household full of Frank Sinatra and Count Basie and Nelson Riddle and Stephen E.D. Gourmet and all those Nancy Wilson and all those great, great vocalists. You know, with our house was just filled with that kind of music. So I've yeah. always been a real big lover of jazz. And and then I begged to get play clarinet. And I actually I played clarinet in high school. I was first chair. And I actually didn't start singing until I was in my twenties.
2: Really? And now that's. I
3: had all that tr- ear training of sure. playing the melody because I was lead. First, chair and clarinet. I think it really trained my ear. Plus, just growing up with all that music, and being kind of shy, it was like kind of nice to hide behind an instrument. I, I can't believe that I used to be able to read without even thinking about it. It was just so isn't, easy. You know, isn't it just that crazy?
1: Back. Isn't that crazy? Right before coming on air, I noticed that, and I know our listeners cannot tell, but you are wearing your MTV sweatshirt with some lovely <laughs> butterflies there. Talk to. Let's go back to MTV days, really quick. So we're fast forwarding now. Yeah. Did you have, when you came out in a video and you see your, did you see yourself there? What? what where was your mind at during this whole period of the MTV days? Did you ever imagine you were ever going to reach that height?
3: You know, I was always very uh, career oriented. I really love performing and love being on stage. And I was a dancer first, a, tra- a trained dancer. And it was actually in dance class that they found me Actually, Pantera Records, who was doing Expose, I originally came to Pantera because of another group called Technolust, and they had a hit record with Freddie. Um, why can't I think of his last name? He'll kill me. And I was one of his girls. I was Spice. <laughs> oh, sugar. okay, right. okay. And uh, he had a great record. And then they were they were thinking about Expose, and they asked me to choreograph it and stylize the group because that was kind of I had to have a lot of theatrical background because right. I had done a lot with my mom and. Yeah. So that's how I kind of got into it. And I I remember, so I never really, you know, I mean, when you're in the heat of the moment and I was in top 40 bands and I was doing corporate events and I was just working. So you're so busy and you're working towards a goal, but I didn't really, I didn't know where it was going. Actually. I just knew I loved working and I wanted to be part of it. But one thing that just, I thought about it in a sec, a moment ago, when you were speaking that the first time that I realized that we actually had a hit record because it took about nine months, it was just like having a child, right? We had like right. all these test records, and we go to all the clubs, and Lewis was out everywhere playing that song, and it was, and I was even covering it in my top forty band, Ecstasy, and I remember hearing Point in a Return where I was in my apartment, and I went on my balcony, and I saw this girl sitting in her car. Was part jamming to point of no return. And she waited through the whole song. She was dancing in the front seat till the song was over before she got out of the car and came inside. And I thought, oh my God.
1: You had one of those like surreal moments in your life at that point.
3: It was always kind of like that. I remember always saying to the girls, like whenever we go to clubs and they would put the song on, we were just coming to visit and they would play the song and say we were there and people would go crazy. I would just be like, hang on a second, you know, like, don't get crazy yet. It's just one song. But we actually did all the work with Lewis to create that album, Exposure. And it was the original Girls. We worked from 83, actually, till about the end of 1987. And we worked a lot. We would go out and do four or five shows a weekend and just be packed. Packed. I mean, it was notorious that the fire department or the police department was always there before we even started the show because it was always over capacity.
1: Now, I understand that you were probably one of the busiest people there because you had a lot more than just to take care of yourself. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, it was because if you've seen our pictures, uh, you won't see it on radio. But if you uh, you can go to my website, which is my name, Laurie And there's tons of pictures and the makeup and the hair was pretty full on. (laughs) It took us about six hours to get ready. And so I did everybody's hair and everybody's makeup and all the costumes were a lot of them were hand painted. We had a girl named Debbie Ohanian who had a company called Meet Me in Miami. She still has our company, Meet Me in Miami. And she made a lot of our costumes and then I would paint them. And the hair was just huge. You know, we would we would get in the limo and have to like slide down and sit real low so our hair could fit inside the car.
1: Oh, God bless the 80s for the the big hair and the Aquanet of the time. Right. Yeah,
3: Good thing we didn't smoke cigarettes then.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, We're walking fire hazard there. And, you know, it wasn't only the, the gals, but, I mean, you attracted so many guys. The group attracted so many guys because the music was just that good. And kids, too. You know, and here's what I tell a lot of people. If you, if you really focus on 80s music, and this goes across the board, it is still relevant today, and it still sounds fresh today. As a matter of fact, it sounds extremely fresh today because of the one-sided type of music that we have today. So here comes eighties music and you can bring yours into dance parties. Um, we, the K hits family and the back to the eighties family, a couple of us went to a, um, a club. When was it about a month and a half ago called uh, totally eighties bar and grill in the, in orange County. Well, I had never gone and I said, um, okay, well, we'll, we'll give it a shot. You know, we, uh, we were guests of the owner. And when we go in, guess what song it was the very first song? As soon as we set sat down, they played the, the song. I mean, the club went nuts. And that was Point of No Return.
3: Wow. That's awesome. You know, LA really put us on the map. Whenever we went out to California, there was like a slew of DJs i mean probably over 500 of them would all pool together and put all their funds together to get a venue and bring us out maybe we were had maybe two or three other acts i remember we did one with Stacy Q once remember her
1: oh yeah two yeah 2 of hearts of course
3: and they every time we did a show out there our numbers you know it just it was packed they would bring like i mean for us it was like 5000 people and some in a smaller venue was incredible for us at that time. And we were out there when we actually get, were told that we got the album deal.
1: So when you were with the band, do you remember when you started
3: 1983.
1: So 83. And then you were with the group until when exactly? Til, l- till 1987.
3: Till eighty seven. Exactly the date. It was probably the beginning or some it was a it was right around there because some people will Challenge me with that, but I don't care. What's whatever. You, you were know, there yeah.
1: practically the, the greatest time for Exposé. Oh my
3: gosh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember big stations here in Los Angeles that played you guys uh, was Power 106. I mean, even, Kiss yes. FM played you as well, but Power 106 was responsible for every high school to know about you, gals. And believe me, you had a strong following in my high school as well, in Santa Fe Fe Springs High School. A big shout out to everybody listening from L.A. County. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Lori Miller is going to keep going with us here, Back to the 80s Radio.
3: Remember when we thought the the 80s 80s were lame? That's because we hadn't lived through this decade yet. You're listening to Back
1: to the 80s. You are listening to Back to the 80s radio. We are talking to the ever so lovely Laurie Miller from the original Exposé. Thanks Laurie once again for for being on air with us. I feel like a little giddy uh, teenager here, you know, having somebody that I really admired from uh, back in my teenage music listening days. So, thanks for being oh, thank
3: here. You so much. It's a pleasure. I love talking about it. It's just so many good memories.
1: Look, a lot of people, including <clears throat> I won't mention his name, but <clears throat> my co-host, you know, yeah. he's a hardcore metal guy. OK, we're talking okay. hardcore. and But he's an L.A. guy all of his life. And he knows you, he he felt so bad that he couldn't be here today with us on, on the interview. But he always mentions to me, hey, MTV killed a radio star, by the way. I just want to let you know he always <laughs> reminds me of that.
3: And here I am. And and
1: here you go. Yeah. But one thing I always tell him, but you know what? It also helped a lot of other stars. And uh, talk to me a little bit about how the advent of MTV uh, helped you with that, you know, with the recognition and and, uh, just getting to other places.
3: First, I want to tell you that, you know, the sound of Exposé is comprised of a lot of different artists, right? So we always had sax or guitar solos, and they were done by... Nuclear Valdez, it is a rock band. George Interesting, right. from Nuclear Valdez did all those wonderful guitar solos, and except on Love is Our Destiny, Jay Martin from Ecstasy, my band that I was in. He did he wrote that song with Alex and he did the guitar solo on that. So just as a note, you know, and little side
1: note, had- C Chang, C. There you some go. Of
3: Betty Wright's singers and her backup singers. I don't know if you're familiar with Betty Wright, but wonderful R&B soul singer. And we had her girls singing with us too in the studio on some of the background vocals. So there was a lot of, and also Fro Sosa was in Nuclear Red as He was the one who came with that. Dun, 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 dun. Right, right. That sound. It was Lewis, and I think that's another thing about expose too. We had such a strong Latin influence. I heard Anne of the new of the lineup now say, "I don't know why they call us a Latin ba- band," and it makes me go nuts because we are totally Latin. The, right. I mean, Lewis is a Cuban, right? He's sure. from Cuba. His, Ali was Cuban. I'm Italian and Jewish. I mean, come on, how Latin can you? <laughs> and Sandra was from Puerto Rico. So, I mean, but our influence, the musical influence is definitely, that's why the music feels so good and yeah. it's so danceable because it has all that Latin rhythm to it and Latin beats. So, what I was going to say about the, we, the original group, we did do a video, but I never even got to see it because – when the, all that was coming into play, that's when the new lineup happened. Oh, so wow. we were never shown. So they got everything that we put in, like that they got to go on for the Grammys or the, and they were on the soul train. They were on all those other shows that was already put together for us. Sure. But they came on to a like moving train. It was already all happening. It was already in motion. And, um, uh, Somebody asked me once like so is it is it a little bit of sour grapes that you feel like you missed out you know like the, and honestly it's not because i've had a wonderful beautiful career and i've worked a lot had just amazing opportunities and just the time of my life working on doing everything that i've been doing which you you can see on my website but it's just the fact that you know the real stories has never been told really
1: Do you have anything in the works as far as telling this
3: true true story? I do. And that's the whole reason why I've recently, very recently, come back out and actually performed for the first time in a show here in Miramar. I love the 80s uh, show that I did with. Shannon, um, Shannon was there and Charlotte from I'm fascinated by your love. Oh, for, yeah. All the original oh, yeah. artist John Menace from Nice and Wild singing yeah. Diamond Girl. Oh, nice. Trinker was there. So there was the first time I came out and I really wanted to make it clear that I was not there to throw any shade on the group now because I really appreciate how well they've done and that they've taken it to the next level. Yeah. But just because I want to l- let people know that there was another... Group That had a lot to do with them being where they are now, you know, and it's a really interesting story. And it's an interesting story for them. So I hope it helps them as well as helps me to like tell this. And plus, I think, wouldn't it be cool to go back in time and see that and experience that and see the hair and the costumes and the club scene and the music and hear all of that? I think it would just be, there's everything to it. There is music and love and so much energy and so much creativity and so much heartbreak and drugs and you know
1: a little bit of everything yeah yeah Yeah.
3: Sandra who I love dearly is no longer with us too Mm. and a lot of that is because of who she is and also because of what happened you know and how she was influenced during that time
1: I know that you are also CEO and founder of Sheikah Productions you guys are known internationally talk to us a little bit about what you're doing on that side as well
3: well actually when I when I abruptly left the group because I was so heartbroken and I just felt like it would be better for everybody that I left when I did we had already finished the album so um it was they were not happy about that but I was got had already gotten a lot of recognition for my choreography because I had choreographed the original group and I did all the costuming and makeup and hair and everything so I was offered um to put dancers in a new nightclub that was happening down in Miami called Parallel Bar. And then from that, I ended up having about eight different nightclubs that I was putting these mute mystery creatures in, sort of Cirque du Soleil on steroids, (laughs) (laughs) if that's possible. And so I had a club in Montreal and I I had like a lot of underground clubs and we just ended up going all over the place. I had about 40, 45 dancers that worked with me and it was all totally painted. And uh, yeah, we were like really unusual fairy tale like creatures, guys and girls. Very, again, very sensual, but not sexual, but it was... uh, it it was really facade was a huge $8 million nightclub in Miami. And I was there for about eight years and I used to get up in costume and sing with the band there. They had a 10 piece or band there. It was incredible.
1: You know, something that, that I think a lot about from back when you gal started was that although things were uh, a little bit on the sexy side, things were starting to explode, you know, and, A lot of people at home, a lot of parents were like, oh, wait a second, wait a second. That's a little bit too, as you mentioned it, a little bit too sensual. We're not used to this. I think it was very tasteful, though. It wasn't anything that was...
3: No. uh, you You know what I mean? (laughs)
1: Today. <laughs> no, no yeah we yeah we can't compare to today I mean, yeah
3: we weren't spandex and we had our bellies out and stuff but we weren't like our boobs weren't overflowing right, and right. our butts were hanging out you know and we we were very much like cartoon characters in a way you know yeah i like,
1: know i mean today makes uh makes uh, madonna and her and her you know live <laughs> performances look like mother Teresa giving a sermon so let's talk a little bit about the album that you took part. Did you have a favorite song or, Oh God, or a I, like least favorite?
3: I really love let me be the one. I thought Joya did such a great job on that. I'm singing on the chorus on that too. I love that song. Cause it was so soulful and R and B, you know, I liked all of them. I probably had visions of other things happening. Like if we would have had more time to create more, I love working with Lewis and I recently have gotten to go in the studio with him and here's some of the stuff that never got released that I think Arista really made a big mistake trying to make expose more middle of the road and like like Wilson Phillips type of group. They were sure. trying to push that in that direction. Cause if they would have just let Lewis continue to do what he was doing, I think it would have been a lot more successful.
1: Now there was a song, Seasons Change, and there were yeah. songs that were just as good, but they weren't played as much on the radio. Did any of those other songs attract you a lot or have a special meaning for whatever reason?
3: I think I sang the ballad in the shows December. My version is really different. It, you don't hear it, of course, because Anne, I think actually Joya ended up singing the ballad. And then later when Sandra passed away, she passed away in December. And so the song kind of haunts me like that. Hmm. You know, every time I hear it or sing it, I think of her. Yeah, It's really sad.
1: In March of 2015... According to Billboard magazine, they named the group the eighth most popular or most successful, actually, uh, girl group of all time. That's that's huge. Yeah. We got to give credit to whom credit is due. So and uh, like I said, Lewis
3: too, and they disregard Lewis as well. You know, like Lewis was such a huge factor in what we did and the sound, those original sounds and the way it felt, you know, he's still DJing and working now.
1: Laurie, what are you doing in the near future? Because I know you you also do uh, cruise lines. Is that correct?
3: I've at sea for 14 years, and I had the time of my life, and I did my own one-woman show where I talked about expose. And- sure. I'm a yogi too. I've been doing yoga since I was a kid. I stood on my head, and I was out oh, 90 minutes of one woman show, telling my whole story. Wow. My dad was a sound man and a sound technician, and he recorded us on reel to reel. That's how old I am um, <laughs> when we were kids. And so I I thread that that little girl through the whole story and tell my whole story. So I, like I said, I just did my first show. I have two guys with me that are wonderful, my dancers, and we're just having a blast, like bringing back the whole look and the original choreography. So I did my first show and I've got a couple of offers. I got another show coming up, I think March 12th in um, San Jose, Texas doing that with, I love the eighties. And there's a couple other offers. So I'm really into it. It, I, I, I work full-time as a graphic artist and a voiceover artist, too. I do a lot of stuff for the companies that I work for now. really feel so blessed and so happy. But, you know, once the music is in you, it's hard to to let it go. And the fact that everybody, when they first approached me, I said, are you sure? I'm old now. He goes, girl, everybody's old now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that that, uh, weird? When I was a teen, listening to you gals, I remember I also used to listen to oldies. Now, back then, oldies were 50s songs, right? So well, I yeah. used to listen to K Earth 101 here in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I remember us in school going, wow, that's those are oldies. Those are oldies. Yeah. Isn't it? What does that make you feel that today? I know, we're retro. Kids make me feel, you know, the, the station I used to listen to that played oldies today no longer plays 50s and 60s, they play 80s music. And I'm going, yeah. wait a second, I take offense to that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, at least they're playing it.
1: Yeah, and yeah.
3: And now, now, did you see, too, all the TV shows are coming back. They're right. bringing back all the shows from the 80s, and Friends is going to, or I don't know if redone or replayed.
1: They're going to replay it again?
3: Yeah, and all those other shows from that time, all the sitcoms from that Let's era. Let's do
1: this. Let's take one more break. When we come back, we'll say our final goodbyes. Lori Miller with us.
3: To the point of no return. ah, uh, uh, uh.
1: Hey, some of you remember the 80s vibe, right? Well, it lives loud and proud on Back to the 80s with my pals Toscato and Chang. We're back here with Laurie Miller from the original expose here on Back to the 80s radio. Laurie, I've got a uh, question that you probably ask quite a bit because everybody that seems that was uh, an artist from back then is asked this question from time to time. But I'll try to rephrase it in a different way. See, here at, at, on the show, for those of you who don't know as well, our listeners, we do have a, a time machine. Certain times we're able to use it. It's a Pontiac Fiero, of course. It's nothing like in the movie, so don't think it's like that. But it is a wonderful Pontiac Fiero, fire engine red, and on the inside, it's nice and red leather as well. And so Chang and I, once in a while, take that, that ride. But Laurie, I think we, we might be able to fit you in there on our next ride. And if we take a ride uh, let me ask you this. What year do you want to go? And what concert, any concert you want, it's on us going back to the eighties. And I mean, any concert you want, any event you want from back in the, in the 1980s, where would you like us to go?
3: Oh man. Okay. I'm in with the car. I love it. Uh, I would actually, we came out and did a concert at the convention center. And we got cut off. They shut they shut down the power on us. So I would like to go back and be able to do that concert. We were supposed to do with Ali and Sandra and myself. We actually had a band with us then and be able to actually do that concert. Can we do that? Oh, of and, course. Uh, <laughs> now, did you
1: did you actually get to play anything no. or sing anything at all? Or you just weren't they were able mad. to
3: mad. They were so mad. It was like a city thing. You know, you you reached the time limit and they just turned the power off on us and everybody was just so mad.
1: Was this in Florida?
3: No, it was in LA.
1: Is in LA. Well, yeah, they're anal here. You know, you guys should have pulled a a U2, uh, uh, you know, out of your pockets and gone to the local liquor (laughs) store, jumped on the roof and started dancing and doing your thing. I I guarantee you,
3: you would have had so much,
1: so much press coverage. It wouldn't have been funny.
3: It just shows you that, you know, life is so precious and that you just need to embrace every single moment because you just never know if I could see Sandra Uh, again and see the three of us together and be able to work out some of the things that were problems for us, not necessarily just between us, but just between the whole situation with the production company and everything with our producers, I would have been a lot more. I would have tried a lot harder to keep us together. That's a whole nother story. But yeah.
1: Well, I have Laurie Miller here and we'll go to the concert and uh, we'll let you start and finish that concert without getting shut down.
3: Please. The cars still run on banana peels and...
1: No, no. It runs on 80s music all the way. (laughs) But uh, last but not least, so during lockdown of 2020, wasn't a great year for anyone in the world, literally. And we never had seen something like that. How did you... um... You But I
3: did? You know what I did? I, I love reminiscing and what it gave me the opportunity to get out all my equipment my VHS <laughs> my DVD burners and take all my old VHS tapes and transfer them and make them digital and i started like a private page for all the people that i worked with and done these amazing shows with and we all just relived all of our performing and the exposé videos too in fact recently i got an old video from one of our road managers he sent it to me and it, this video this show even though it's distorted i i posted it's on my website um versions of us doing live point in a return right live vocals right point a return um love is our destiny you got me running which a lot of people haven't heard but I got to be able to put those videos and save them and transfer them just gave me so much life. I, I was just loving it, doing it and reconnecting with everybody that we've worked with over the years, whether in Exposé and also in my other, other shows and other contracts and work that I've done. So that is really was an amazing opportunity. And I think in a lot of ways, it was such a blessing. Yeah, You know, usually it's like the balance of life, right? When something goes one way, there's a balance to go the other way and to let us all take a moment to really appreciate what's sure. really important right? and really reach out and spend more time with our families. And, you know, when you're working all the time and traveling like that, you know, I was away eight months out of the year and missed so many holidays and so many birthdays and now to be home and to see my niece and nephew and just have a be all of us be together it was really great to re- reconnect and to reconnect
1: continue. absolutely you know i i spent my time you know well developing back to the 80s radio that tells you how nostalgic i got during that time
3: you how great i did a song with a guy named michael morhon called mm-hmm. love is a natural magical thing it was a 12-inch single that i did with debbie ohanian from meet me in miami our costume girl she she's involved in me, in the music industry as well and th- i think that at the time they were really upset that i left so abruptly so they tried to hold me back in whatever way they could and so they sort of stomped on that record bob rosenberg from will to power actually spliced together the dub by hand we sat well, there I think
1: nobody the that's listening to us probably has an idea well, unless they know know were from that time is. yeah
3: so Brilliant! It's my favorite thing. And recently, that record got picked up again because it's been played, was being played before COVID at all these um, electronic shows and trans sort of things. It's a great little funky little song. So it's coming out again in Amsterdam and Berlin and Italy. Love is a natural magical. Thing And I have a version of it on my uh, website. So it's coming out like in a month or so. I hope you'll listen to it and tell me what you think about it. It's pretty cute.
1: Well, you know what? When you have that available, if you're able to, send it on over to us and we'll be playing it on our... We'll be playing it on our uh, K hits rotation. I mean, it, you it's still
3: have a turntable to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: They're well,
3: gonna run digital too. But the DJs want it, you know. So yeah. there, it's from their demand that we're supplying this.
1: What so year I had is to, that?
3: Uh, it came out in '86. Perfect.
1: 86. That that fits perfect. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for joining yeah. us, Lori. I loved yeah. chatting with you. I hope it's not the last time, and I hope we get a chance to go on that cruise and. Go on that, Fiero, to your concert Thank back you in the so 80s. Thank you so
3: much, Mario. Thank you for having me. I really love it. Thank you so much. You're terrific.
1: We'll be right back here, back to the 80s, so don't go away. <sighs>
0: Commercials. Please help support and attend your donation today.
2: We are going back to the 80s.
1: Welcome back. This is the one and only Back to the 80s radio. I do want to let you guys know that if you're interested in finding out more information on everything that we've covered here tonight, don't forget to listen to Back to the 80s Radio on any of the podcast platforms that you listen to podcasts normally, or you can catch us on K Hits92.5 every single Friday from 5 to 6 p.m on that note i want to wish Ooh. you guys a merry weekend we can't wait to talk to you again next week as we head into the holiday or the christmas season do something good for each other and we'll see you next week
2: this is a chang before i release you to another changtastic weekend i want to remind you all to take care of your community and what i mean by that is shop at your local vendors get off your lazy butts get off your lazy duff stop ordering from amazon stop ordering and having gifts you know brought to you you know we can we can survive and live through covid just take the certain steps that you need to take to be healthy and give back to the community you know we have many local merchants out there that need your money they have families too they want a christmas and what better way to save your community than to dive in and save your community with spending your dollars there. So all of you, be safe out there. Keep a jolly smile. Don't act like jackasses because I know you're going out there to do all your shopping. Please do not drink and drive. We need all of your valuable souls down here because every one of us counts. So I bid you all an hasta la vista, hasta mañana, hasta luego, arriba de adiós. And to all my homies in the barrio, in the pin, and all around, orderly fools see you guys next week and be safe out there keep that smile up